Okay. Uh, I know the video quality sucks tonight. I get it. I don't care. I don't care. It's going to be shit. Whatever. It doesn't affect the message. Look, people. Ugh. Okay, so I'm scrolling my TikTok tonight. Yes, I know all about the stuff that's happening about, you know, in the U.S. about China and TikTok. We've always known that China had control over TikTok. We knew what we were doing when we got on there. Was it the best decision in our lives to, to do that and to give it? No, maybe not. But it was better than freaking Facebook. Okay, anyway. I'm scrolling it and I come across this woman. And she's talking about Bill 36 in BC. Now I'm still doing some research on this one, but I am beyond words. I am beyond words with people. I am beyond comprehension. Like when people say that common sense is not so common anymore, do you understand how much of an understatement that is? Why are we so happily running around allowing the government to make up our minds for us, to, to make our decisions for us, to tell it to legislative. At this point in time right now, between Edmonton City Council and the Trudeau government running Canada, we are going to be so broke and so dumb, we are not going to stand a chance at saving ourselves from our governments. Okay? Bill 36 in BC. Now, let me see. Um, I have to do, because like I said, I'm doing some research here. So, the Health Professions and Occupations Act, which is changing the regulation of health professionals. Now, there's some stuff in there that's good. I, I, I think that are fairly clearly defined, like things that pertain to SA and S, you know, sexual misconduct and stuff like that. Um, I know that there have been cases of it in the past. I don't know how prolific or how profound those cases are, but well, let's face it, it's gonna, I'm sure it's just, it's gonna happen. And doctors do protect each other. So it's good. It's good to have that stuff in there. I haven't read that portion of it um, to explicitly to know exactly how clearly defined it is that they're talking about their terms in there but um i mean anything that protects patients that way i don't think could be a really really bad thing what where the question comes in is the new definition for discriminatory language or discrimination the terms for discrimination and the fact that this predetermined or, or on a case-by-case -case determined um, discrimination could actually have health professionals facing disciplinary measures. And some of these disciplinary measures are like huge fines, um, suspensions of <clears throat> their license and everything like that. Now, who, who might you ask? is the person or people or whatever that determines if something is discriminatory or not. Well, it's being proposed that there will be a board. Now, it doesn't say if the board will be elected or appointed. 
It doesn't say by which criteria they are going to assess complaints from patients regarding the conduct of doctors and healthcare professionals. It just says they're going to form a board and that citizens are going to have the opportunity to levy accusation or levy complaint against healthcare professionals based on their perception of whether or not they have been discriminated against. And then this proposed board, whether elected or not, or appointed, is going to determine whether or not the healthcare professionals will face disciplinary action. So I have to ask, now, like I said, given that I've just very lightly read some of this, does this mean that we're going into territory now where medical professionals can't disagree with government or with other medical professionals? Like, it doesn't even say who can and cannot make these complaints. It just says that complaints can be submitted against medical professionals. So, in the case we just came out of this pandemic, right? There was a lot of information, and not all of the medical professionals agreed with each other about that. Now, those medical professionals that chose to take a stance against the narrative that was happening at the time, if this bill had existed at that point in time, would they have been able to have been facing disciplinary action? because of discriminatory content, uh, comments or whatever, because it didn't agree with the government or it didn't agree with other medical professionals, or um, if they, say if they let somebody who is unvaccinated into their clinic, even though they followed like all the other rules and stuff, could the vaccinated people now sue them because they were discriminated against and their health was put in jeopardy? We don't have any, they don't have any of these terms defined. They don't have a process, procedure, nothing established, but this bill just passed. You gotta think that there's a lot of healthcare professionals sitting out there in BC right now, like scared shitless for their license and their bank accounts and their practices because they don't know what any of this means. What is discriminatory? What falls under the discrimination? What follows? Uh, and it, I mean, even to the point you would think that maybe it means, um, you know, being denied services based on your gender or being denied, you know, um, suffer, you know, having suffered health, you know, poor health, uh, health care services because i don't know you're transgender or you're a minority group but none of these definitions exist inside this act that i have seen so in those cases okay i understand get it but we don't know for sure that that's what they mean is that is that the boundaries of the discrimination or not we don't we don't know we have no idea <laughs> Now, like I said, I did a very fast research on that one because that's not even the biggest issue. That's not even the biggest issue right now. I really want to eat this chocolate right now. Um, it sparked in my mind something that happened back in 2021 with the Liberal government of Canada and how they almost 
on a temporary, of course, he said it was going to be temporary, but just because you say something's going to be temporary doesn't mean that you're not. I mean, like, we were going to be in lockdown for two weeks and it turned out to be two years, right? Okay, but the proposed amendment tabled by Justin Trudeau's Liberal Party was a draft legislation that would have granted their party the power to tax and spend without parliamentary approval. And it was during the last part of 2021 that they tried to push it through, but they wound up having to take a step back. They stepped down from it and it never actually happened. Thank goodness, because you and I both know any government, right? Like they get their hand. <laughs> Chances are if they had have actually got that passed, we'd still be living under it right now. There's no way a government is going to um, <clears throat> not going <laughs> to keep their head, keep that going if they can get away with it. But not to fear, because what they did instead of they followed it up with their bill, the 11, which is the Internet censorship bill, and they ramrodded that through. So now instead of having sweeping power to tax us, they have sweeping power to send. Well, OK, they have given the CRT the sweeping power to censor us. But the CRTC is a governmental body, okay? Now, most of Bill C-11 is really not, there's nothing really malignant to say, per se, about it. However, there is a section that, like I said, gives the CRTC the ability to regulate and censor user-generated content. Now, what is user-generated user content? Well, if you're a content creator, welcome to user-generated content. You are a user of the internet, of the social media, which means that the content you put out is subject to the CRTC censorship. They said that this was um, an attempt to ensure that there was... Um, a bigger push or more space and um, notice for Canadian content. But this little section that's just been kind of shoved in underneath there um, does not say anything about the promotion of Canadian content. It literally says that they have the ability to censor you. So... Um, so if you're one of those people that is very, very political and you're on Facebook or whatever like that, and you start to notice that all of a sudden you're not getting so many views and stuff like that, it could be the CRTC. It could be because this was uh, this article that I took, it was from the Toronto Sun too, and it blasted Justin Trudeau and the Liberal government. And I'm, I have to say I was shocked about that because usually the Toronto Sun is all like, you know, their freaking personal cheerleading crew for uh that for that government but june 15th of this year and it was yeah but oddly oddly i guess yeah coincidentally i don't know suspiciously enough the city of edmonton our mayor sohi has done exactly what justin trudeau tried to do at the end of last year only he actually made it happen. Our city council right now is in budget deliberations, okay? The city is proposing, 
is proposing 16, approximately 16% increase in taxes over the next four years. So 3.9% every year for the next four years. Now, I understand that that also means taxing the previous 3.9%, so it's incrementally going to be a little bit higher. Um, but if you add, you know, calculate it out, it comes out to like 15.6. So with the increments, it's probably, it's going to be closer to 16%, okay, over the next four years. <clears throat> this was tabled by Mayor Sohi in an omnibus bill. And in this omnibus bill, it essentially canceled the previous mandate of city council to have to seek a decrease in taxes every after every so many tax increases so it used to be you know you would do a one or two increases and then you would have to seek a decrease somehow you would have to find a way to decrease and there was kind of a mandate about that and i don't have all of the specifics around it because i can't find a copy of the omnibus bill but yes trust me i have it from very very excellently reliable source that this omnibus bill is part of the 2023 and future budget okay um, but there was kind of a mandate, like it wasn't, you know, you couldn't just keep taxing and taxing and taxing and, and, and without, without seeking some sort of resolution that would stop or decrease the tax increases. Two city councillors, Karen Principe and Jennifer Rice were the only two councillors who voted against this omnibus bill. What this omnibus bill essentially has done has given city council, more specifically the mayor, sweeping powers to consistently increase taxes without seeking a decrease, a solution to decreasing taxes at any time. They can consistently increase taxes and it basically can't be stopped. If city council says we need to increase taxes to make XYZ happen, city council can increase taxes without a vote, without without seeking to find money from another source, without seeking to decrease the mandated decrease at any point. And this is exactly how he is getting away with tabling 3.9% every year for the next four years. And the best, worst part of all of this is that 3.9% increase, actually, there's two major components of the proposed budget that aren't even reflected in that yet because they haven't been voted on and given assent to be added to the budget. Those get added to the budget. Those taxes are going to go up more than 3.9% each year for the next four years. <laughs> so you have to think about this. They are taxing us and taking powers for themselves that are gonna leave almost everybody broke. I mean, you walk into the grocery stores right now. You walk into the grocery stores now. Tell me how many empty shelves you see. Is that normal? But do you stop and question it? It is not normal. How much has the cost of our groceries gone up? Now our rent's gonna go up. See, see and here's the thing. This 3.9%, yes, of course, it's going to hit property owners the hardest. But somebody owns the apartment building I live in. 
my rent's going to go up. I'm probably going to have to move because I'm already paying $1,500 a month to live in a one-bedroom apartment and have secure parking for my vehicle. And I'm the only person that earns an income. A one-bedroom, and I'm talking 500, maybe 550 square feet because I live downtown. But I've looked around, and if I go to the West End in a little bit more of an obscure neighborhood, I'm only going to save two to three hundred dollars. And if my rent's going to go up, that rent's going to go up. So I'm going to be basically paying the same amount that I'm paying here right now. So maybe I can make it work. And I'm not the only one, obviously, who finds themselves in this position. And yet we have so many people running around. Government, you need to legislate this. Government, you need to make that illegal. Oh, I don't mind paying taxes if it means it's going to get us more services. But does it? When was the last time your taxes went up and you actually got more and better services for it? But we still, we still can't help but tell people not to be offensive. Tell people not to do the... Stop asking the government to regulate things that you and your own brain should be able to handle. They're taxing us into poverty and they're taking away our voices to do anything about it. And you're gleefully sitting by feeling self-vindicated. I don't know what it is, where you're coming from to be able to sit back and see what is happening and see how how much fewer groceries you have in your cupboard and know how much harder it is to make it to the end of the month every month and still sit back and justify and still sit back and defend these people everybody's i've heard so many people say you know, oh, stop comparing us to Venezuela. Well, you could never be Venezuela. Well, you know what? Venezuela didn't think it could be Venezuela until it happened. Che Guevara, the champion of the people. Yeah, until he had the power, the, that he the same power that he was trying to override, and he misused it a thousand times worse than the guy before him. This has been tried and tested throughout the history of mankind. It doesn't work. All it does is oppress the people. If you really, really care about people, stop sitting back and justifying this. Stop asking your government to regulate your life. Stop asking the government to take our money and decide what's best for, uh, what's best for our money to be used on. Because the simple fact of the matter is our communities are not getting any safer. Our homeless people are not getting housed. Our children are not getting fed. Our housing situation is not getting, nothing is getting better with more and more money out of our pocket, with more and more regulations telling us how to live our lives. I don't care, again, on where you are on the political spectrum. If you can't see this, if you can't, you know, you are so a part of the problem. And I'm fed up with it because I'm not even, I'm not even angry anymore. I'm scared. I'm scared because there are people out there making these decisions on behalf of my children and my grandchildren. Not that I have any yet, but you know, it could happen. Like, what do you, what are you getting out of? What makes you so sanctimonious that you're okay jeopardizing the future?
of our province, of our country, of our communities, just so that you can be right about something or just so that you can be jealous of people who have more than what you do. I'm going to tell you right now, trying to take from those people who have more than you do is not going to work. It's not going to get you more. Remember, Justin Trudeau got voted in as prime minister when he already had a million dollar sports car. He's one of the people that you supposedly hate. And yet you're letting him tell us what we can say on the internet. And you're letting him tax us. You're letting him send our money away when we have people here who need it. And I don't care what you know about inflation and all like, he's the reason for the in interest rates. He is the reason for the inflationary rate. The only people who can drastically affect the interest rates and can drastically affect inflation is the same people that can devalue our dollar by heading to the printing presses to just print more money so we can spend more money. And I know this is all probably gonna fall on deaf ears, but at least I'll be able to say, I tried. I tried to let everybody know. I tried to warn you. I spoke out. I just want to get rid of this whole fucking political spectrum thing because it's so much bullshit. We need to have people representing people who are actually working for the good of the people. Not just trying to pad their own pockets or, you know, vindicate themselves or, be, or you know, seek vengeance for their jealousy. Right now, every single world leader is a one percenter. And trust me, they would love to become a half percenter. They'll do anything they can to get more money in their own pockets. It's never going to benefit you. So stop giving them the power over our lives because the trajectory that we are on is fucking scary. And that's did that. <clears throat> that's my podcast for this week. Thanks for tuning in to Did That Just Happen? Because not only did this just happen, but it's still currently happening.